0: Welcome back to another episode of the Body Health and Fitness Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Shane Manny to discuss the Five Stones Fight Club, gym, and ministry organization in Pennsylvania. Five Stones' goal is to engage individuals in mixed martial arts and fitness so that they can become both physically fit and spiritually sound relating struggles on the wrestling mats and in the cages to daily battles in life and providing the necessary support to become moral representatives of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Five Stones uses a team atmosphere to grow trust and build a sense of belonging. By employing the biblical phrase, iron sharpens iron, relationships are strengthened and a family of brothers and sisters is created, both in athletics and in faith introducing individuals to Jesus Christ through the gospel with the goal of leading them to personal salvation and a relationship with him is the cornerstone of Five Stones. Shane himself is the founder of Five Stones. He has over 20 years of coaching experience including wrestling, boxing, grappling, and strength training. He spent six years as an infantry machine gunner in the United States Marine Corps two years as a police officer in Richmond, Virginia, and eight years as a private security contractor and security, security lead supervisor for Exelon Nuclear Security. Currently, he works in the field of drug and alcohol rehab at Pennsylvania Counseling Services. At Five Stones, Shane instructs wrestling, submission grappling, and strength training classes. As the director of the missionary committee, he oversees Five Stones' international high-risk missions, working in various conflict zones around the globe to bring hope, joy, and the love of Jesus to those in need. He also facilitates the War Room at Five Stones, which is a time of fellowship, baptisms, prayer, and celebration. Shane is married with three children, and he has been a follower of Jesus ever since he was a young boy, and in 2016, earned his bachelor's degree in in Biblical Studies from Lancaster Bible College. For more on Shane and Five Stones, you can check out the links in the description below. Before we get to this amazing episode, here's a quick word from one of our sponsors. Shane, welcome to the show, man. I'm really excited to have you on today.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad,
0: uh, I'm glad I was able to, to make this work. So. It's yeah, exciting. definitely. So, for people who haven't heard of Five Stones Gym before and the church and everything that you guys have been doing over the past few years, could you kind of walk us through the journey of how you got started to where you are today?
1: Yeah. So, uh, man, it's been a long run. We've been, uh, this, the whole idea started in my basement in 2008. Uh, It spawned out of the idea that uh, I I was, I I remember as a kid going to church and, and looking around the church and and just wondering like, man, like where, where are all like the, the manly men, if you will, you know, I mean, my dad was there and, you know, my dad had always been like a role model for me and stuff. And you know, he was, did 23 years in the Marine Corps. And, you know, I mean, when I was a kid, he'd take me running out the mountains and we just, you know, just fitness was kind of like, you know, the, uh, a normal thing that we just did which is part of our life. And then, uh, um, as I continue to grow in the church and, and, you know get more and more involved that like the the older i got the more i noticed that man there's really no that like that 18 to 35 year old man is like next to non-existent in churches today and so um after i i got out of the marine corps uh i was in the marine corps for 6 years i was a police officer in richmond virginia for about 2 years and then uh moved back to pennsylvania and i started going to lancaster bible college so i was going to college there and i was like man even like even then like it, it was, and I don't mean to, I'm not trying to bash, you know, any, any churches or anything like that. It's not, I'm just, I'm just noticing a need. Right. So, um, a lot of the guys, you know, we're, we're still struggling with like just identity of who, who are they? Right. I mean, and I think, I think that's a general thing to say across the board. You know, people spend a lot of their life trying to figure out who they are. And, and then when they find that, then all, oh my goodness, you know, their life takes off. Right. So, um, so as I was going to school there, I was like, man, that 18, 35-year-old dynamic still seems to be missing. So uh, uh, we started doing some boxing and uh, wrestling and jiu and stuff like that in my garage. Um, I had a set of weights. I had a, a 10 by 10 wrestling mat and a heavy bag. And, uh, and I just did it kind of as like a way to just kind of you know build relationships and then eventually just kind of share my faith a little bit and kind of go through that. And, uh, one day I'm standing in my yard and I'm like, man, I got like 40 some people in my yard. And, uh, I mean, it was packed. My, my wife was cool. She let me use the, uh, the two car garage. I like, and I didn't even have to like, I, I asked her once and she's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so it was pretty cool. So we matted the whole two car garage and, and, uh, I had big rocks out in the yard. And like at the time we were living in a, uh, um, a parsonage, right. I was working at the as a youth pastor and going to school at Lancashire Bible college. And, uh, what, like I remember going to church on Sunday and one of guys like after that 40, some people were standing in my yard, like working out in my yard, doing wind sprints and, you know, tire flips and, you know, buddy carries and throwing rocks and whatnot. And, uh, one of the, one of the elders of the church comes up to me and he's like, Hey, who are all these convicts in your yard? (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, convicts. I'm like, man, they're all my friends. I don't know what you're talking about convicts, you know? I mean, and, and that, but that solidified the idea, like, oh my goodness, there's a massive disconnect between church world and the real world. And, and like, so and you said it before you know come as you are that's great yes we need to come as we are but we don't need to stay as we were right so and that's like and that's that's like a gym thing right come come as you are right you're out of shape right you're not you're you know you're overweight you're you're weak in an area you come come as you are but don't stay there right there's, there's always growth and progress and so so we got a we got a place that was uh an old warehouse with uh had electricity and that's about it no heat <laughs> um no running water and, uh, it was, it was wild. We, uh, I met one of my, one of my best friends there, uh, through the pagan motorcycle club and, um,
0: uh, which uh, again, is a whole other story, but um, uh, I've heard that one before how the drain, uh, actually <laughs> went down into the club, uh, from your, uh, kind of gym set up there into theirs. And, um, well, if you don't have running water, you kind of use that drain for different things. <laughs> and, uh, right. The, right the yeah. Rude awakening for those below. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. They weren't real happy. Um, <laughs> they drained out in their clubhouse and, and they came up. I mean, they, I was, they were very gracious. So I'll tell you, I was like, I was surprised. Um, but, uh, but they came up and they wanted to have a conversation, you know? And when they walked in, it, well, cause it was like the old freight elevators. Right. And they opened up like the cage. So that opened up. And then when you stepped out, you could see our cage and you could see some weights and stuff. And they were like, what is this place? You know? So it was a great conversation we had. And they're like, well, listen, dude, you know, it's all well and good but just so you know your your pipe runs down into our floor <laughs> i was like oh man i'm sorry you know so uh so and they just kind of laughed and chuckled. they're like yeah we figured you probably didn't know <laughs> but uh, so so anyways they brought uh joel up to us and uh joel's been running with us ever since so it was pretty awesome
0: yeah but, for sure yeah. it's amazing how you meet people and make all these connections in places that you never really thought were possible before
1: yeah, right. Exactly. You know, so, so yeah, so we started growing like crazy and we moved from place to place as like, every like four months for the first like year and a half, we moved uh, just because like we ran out of space, right. Or, or we found a better an upgrade. And then, uh, and then last year, uh, well, 2020, when uh, everything, with COVID went crazy and everything um, we had left one of the buildings we were in and we did a construction project here in Anvil and uh, we had a gentleman come to us and, and say, Hey, you know, I, I have this building. Um, I'd like to, to uh, rent it to you. If, uh, if you help me He'll get rent to us at a reduced rate, if you help me do the construction. So we re overhauled this whole building. It's uh, I mean, it used to be a bread factory it used to be a, a big bakery. And uh, I mean, there was like missing ceilings and well, wa- I mean, it was, it was wild. So we got that thing up and running. And now we have a 10,000 square foot facility where, I mean, it's, Uh, the the equipment's solid you know we have a ring room we have a a fully matted mat room uh, uh, where we do jiu-jitsu and and wrestling classes so i mean it's pretty it's pretty
0: solid yeah Uh, i would say so so uh, as someone who's been in the facility before it seems like you guys have everything on the weightlifting side from you know heavy dumbbells kettlebells every machine you can think of power racks barbells you name it to anything you need in the world of mma fighting jiu-jitsu like you literally have it all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that all comes back to that 18 to 35 year old male, right? Like now, obviously that's our target group, but I mean, we have females that train too, right? But that 18 to 35 year old male that was missing in the church, we found out that 18 to 45 is the number one following of mixed martial arts. So through this gym, we've been able to really connect and, uh, and, you know, just kind of speak into the lives of, of young men and, And, and so we, we try, there's five things we try to address, right? We talk about your identity, your purpose, your calling, your training, and get you on mission. Those five, five things. And that, and I think that that's, that's like all inclusive for life, right? Um, those five things, it was funny when I came up with those because, um, I said, I shouldn't say I came up with them. I feel like God kind of like downloaded that one night while (laughs) I was sleeping. Um, my, uh, my mother-in-law was asking, you know, cause we, So we have the gym, the gym, then funds our overseas work, our overseas work is in Iraq, uh, Syria, um, the Iranian border regions uh, all over the place. I mean, it's been, it's been wild, but, uh, but then through that, then we also do some counter trafficking stuff. And one of the organizations we began to work with, I was going to a training and, you know, my mother-in-law was asking my wife, she's like, I don't understand. You know, this is like a whole new direction again. And like to the guys that were doing the training and getting, tied into the into the uh the other organizations that we work with, um, they we all understood like this is part of where we're going, right? And uh and so like I I I couldn't explain it to anybody. And I was like, I I mean it made sense to me, but I couldn't explain it. So one night I'm I'm laying in bed and I'm like, Lord, I I need you to like just give me the right words, right? Like you need to like download uh you know the so that when I speak to people it'll make total sense. And about two Two 2.30 in that morning, uh, woke up from a dead sleep and I was like, oh my goodness, like I need a pen and paper right now. Uh, <laughs> ran out to the, to the living room and to the desk and grabbed the pen and paper and identity purpose calling training and on mission was all there. And I was like, wow, like that, that's exactly what this is. And so through the gym, we talk about your identity, right? Your identity in Christ, who does God say you are, right? You made an image of God. So you have intrinsic value, no matter what, uh, your purpose in life, um, is to glorify God. And you do that through the use of your calling. And your calling is your talents, gifts, and abilities, right? Um, But through those use of talents, gifts, and abilities, you still have to develop them. So there's some training involved. And once you get trained up and ready to roll, you get on mission. So that's our five things, that's our five steps, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. I mean, I've uh, compared faith to like working out in a gym before because faith is like a muscle. If you don't use it and train it and work at it regularly, you're eventually going to lose it just like muscle. If you're not kind of refilling the bucket, so to speak, eventually it's going to run dry.
1: Yeah, no,
0: exactly right. Right. What makes it really unique about five stones and everything that you're doing is that you're not just bettering people and pouring into their physical health, but also their mental, emotional, spiritual, like you're checking all the boxes here uh, because a lot of people, they go to the gym and that is their therapy. That is their outlet. That is their escape from all the stress and all the issues that they have in the world. And they go there and they let out that emotion in a positive, productive way. Uh, in the sense that they're getting stronger, they're getting healthier, but that comes with a cost. You can't rebuild yourself without a little pain. You're both the marble and the sculptor at the same time. Yeah. and it's, it's very helpful to be at a gym that has more of a community base where you're surrounded by people who are on the same mission and the same yeah. purpose, probably have relatable backstories. Yeah. And oh, by the way, they're not just going to better you from a physical sense. They're also going to pour into you from a faith sense. And when you pursue that faith piece, because a lot of people are missing that right now in today's society, you you find that deeper sense of identity. Like you mentioned, you find that deeper purpose, that deeper calling that, and and then you continue to work at it and continue to train uh, that deeper calling, deeper purpose. And that's when you go out and apply it in the real world. And I think that whole cycle that you've described is something that if we all followed that, if we all like as human beings found our purpose, found our calling, and then pursued that and used that on a regular basis, we as a whole society would be so much happier, so much more fulfilled, and living so much better lives. Instead, we allow ourselves to pursue things that we don't feel called to, we pursue things just because, you know, we feel like we need to, you know, just make it to retirement, or just make it to, you know, this day or that day, or whatever it is. And then we'll get to what we want to do. And yeah. my question is, you know, why not now? Why not start now? Um, I know you've got a ton of people at the gym who have kind of done that. You know, they've been on one direction in life. They got involved in fitness, they got involved in their faith, and all of a sudden their direction changed. And it wasn't where yeah. they initially thought they were going, but every time I talk to them, they seem pretty happy. They seem to be, you know, content with where they're going. So sometimes we need to kind of hit that reset button sometimes. And I think that that combination of faith and fitness. And in your case, adding in a little bit of a fighting element to it as well, um, I I think that really brings out the best in people and really allows them to kind of shock their system for lack of a better way to put put it and really just refocus and reset and reevaluate their entire life. Absolutely.
1: And I mean, we called it five stones after the story of David and Goliath, right? So and the story goes, David went down to the the brook and he picked up five stones. And uh, it, it wasn't in case he missed. You know, it was that he knew that Goliath had four brothers and he was like, man, if I kill one giant, I'm gonna have to kill them all, you know. So he went to war knowing that, look, man, there's some serious giants in here that need some killing, right, and need to be slayed. And we, we kind of equate that then to the idea of there's giants in people's lives, right? It could be the giant of addiction. We have a lot of people who come out of addiction that come here on Tuesday night uh, prayer services. We have a Tuesday night service that meets right here in the in the ring room right next to the cage. And we pull the chairs out, sit in a circle and pray for each other. And uh, sometimes there's guys still banging in the cage. But and sometimes those guys leave the cage and come out and get prayed for, which is wild. But uh, but I mean, you got guys this last Tuesday, um, a gentleman who I had connected with a couple of years ago. Came back was like, man, listen, my life is falling apart. I need prayer like now. So the guys, you know, didn't, you know, no judgment whatsoever, no condemnation. It was just look, yeah, bro, we love you. Come, let's pray for you. You know, they all laid hands on, them, they prayed for him. And then he came to church on Sunday, which is also right next to the ring. room. we have that set up We're right next to the cage. We have that set up on Sunday mornings. So you know, there's, there's that connect that, that you don't normally get in, in your typical gyms, right? But so we talk about slaying giants. I mean, there's, like I said, addiction, loneliness, right? Depression, uh, anger. There's all kinds of stuff in people's lives that really just can literally destroy them. And, uh, and we believe that if, if you can come and get yourself tied into a community of believers and, and uh, you know, let the Holy Spirit work, that, uh, that all of those things will fall in Jesus' name. So that's kind of where we, where we, where we come from our standpoint, you know, our, our spiritual standpoint and things.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that whole um, addiction thing is very powerful, especially in times like now. Um, I've got some stats pulled up from National Center for Drug Abuse, and these were from 2020. So this is pre-pandemic times. 10% of all adults use marijuana. 10% of all adults use prescription stimulants. 8% use opioids. 8% use methamphetamines. Uh, 3% use heroin. 2% use cocaine. Um, 22% of all males use illegal uh drugs like that uh and your target audience is those younger males who tend to be most at risk for that sort of thing but addiction is more than just um illicit substances that can harm yourself mentally and physically people can get addicted to stuff like porn and people can get addicted to literally anything Um, i think there's even like a tv show like my strange addiction or something like that (laughs) and we, we don't realize that anything that you're addicted to is harmful So it's best to be in charge of your life. I like to say own your day and then you can own your life. When you start getting to the point where you no longer have control over your own actions and you spend, you know, two or three hours a day scrolling through TikTok, not because you want to, but because (laughs) you feel like you have to, and that you feel like that's a good thing to do. Like that's when life starts to get dangerous because all of a sudden you no longer have control over your own direction. You don't have a plan for yourself you become part of someone else's plan right and if you don't stop that in its tracks early on and you don't take that tree down by the roots it's only going to grow bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger and when you finally get to knocking that thing down hopefully you do it's going to be loud it's going to make a mess and it's going to crash down and if you don't take it down something else might take it down for you right Um, I like the tree analogy because trees, sometimes we cut them down ourselves, take care of it. Sometimes they just naturally fall down and when they fall down, what happens? You know, electric goes out,
1: power goes out. We got
0: to call someone, shell out thousands of dollars, get it cleaned up if we don't know how to do it ourselves. Um, So it's super important to be addressing every aspect of your life. And that's a big thing that I give you guys a lot of credit for as well, is it's a very holistic approach that you're using. And you're not like claiming to be like, you know, the next cover of men's health, you know, fitness or whatever that way here. You're not claiming to be like, you know, a world leader in like, you know, nutrition and dietitian or anything like that. You're just like, look, come here. We don't know everything, but we know enough to at least get you going in the right direction. And if we can't help you, we've got so many people in our community that can. So you just gotta, you know, say, Hey, you know, you need help with this. Go to that guy right there or go to this person right there. And I think there's just so much power in everything that you're doing, bringing people together with a common goal, a common mission and continuing to pour into one another and move in the right direction. That's awesome. That's all. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You hit the nail on that. And that's, that's what it comes to. It's building that community. That it's all about relationships. Right. So, and that's, that's, we talk, I think it's funny sometimes, uh, you know, you talked about, well, we don't know everything we we don't. And that's, and anybody tells you they do, they're lying, (laughs) you know? And so, so for us, we're like, man, listen, like humility is key in life for everything, right? You should be a lifelong learner, right? You should, there's, there's always, always question, always wonder. That's what we always tell my kids, right? And, and that should, that should apply to your faith. Like that should apply to, to your, to your workout regimen, right? Like why am I doing what I'm doing? Right. And that, that should, that should drive us. And so you know, for us, like we talked about the identity, identity part and, uh, you know, the purpose calling training and being on mission. Well, for when you get to the point to where they're ready to go on mission, that community aspect is huge because you're going to then launch with those guys you've been training with, or, or, you know, associating with. Um, and so it's just, it's just a huge, huge piece. And we have, we have three ways to really, uh, engage in, uh, the, the on mission side of things. Um, and we have our local side, which is the gym itself, right? Like that's the, the key facet. Uh, then The second part is the church that we have. We have a church on Sunday mornings at 1030 uh, in the ring room. We have a men's prayer group. We're getting ready to start a woman's prayer group, actually. That's been a new thing that's, that's kicked on. Um, we have a food distribution uh, uh, process here where if people – we know people that are in need. We make sure that they get food delivered to them or they can come. We've had social workers come in and be like, Hey, I heard you guys got food, a food bank. Uh, they'll come in and they'll fill coolers and they'll take it to needy families. Um, we'll do some different fundraisers for different community events. And we just continue the outreach community outreach meals and things like that as well. So that's all the local stuff that we got going on. I mean, we got like sports teams and we got other stuff that come in to use a facility that we kind of do some stuff, but, but we also uh, on, on that, we also have like, we do, uh, provide free medical training uh from time to time we'll give a clinic where they'll come in and do like a stop the bleed or like a uh, um you know a t triple c or tactical combat casualty care if i said that uh it is is provided basically just so that whenever we always say look whenever a guy a guy or a girl from five walks into a place it should always be a safer environment just because they're there whether i mean safer physically Spiritually, emotionally, all of those things you should be able to walk in and be a life changer wherever you go. That's that's kind of what we what we try to to, to push, right? Um, so that's our local mission. The, the regional mission we do um, the uh, disaster relief. We have two massive military field kitchens out back uh, that we can tow anywhere. Uh, we have guys that went down to Louisiana to help with the hurricane, things like that. You know, wherever there's you know natural disasters that we can get involved in, and we have the the means to do it. Um, we've connected with a group called PCCR playing compassion crisis response. They are uh, a group that we met while we were in Iraq during our international stuff. And uh, they're right here out of Leola. So, I mean, like it's real close, you know, work with those guys uh, for different things. Um, and then we have our international stuff, like I said, in Iraq, Syria, Burma, all the different uh, conflict zones around the world. So we try to, we try to give those options where, and in overseas stuff, we're doing, we're providing medical training to missionaries. Um, we're doing humanitarian relief missions, Uh, We're doing some Bible smuggling in different various places (laughs) of the world. Um, You know, so yeah, it's pretty, it's an interesting, uh, interesting run.
0: That's uh, very high risk stuff flying over to the Middle East and just handing out Bibles. That's... uh... Yeah, you can lose your head for once. We figure we're like, might as well take a truckload if that's the case, you know. (laughs) Anything worth doing is worth overdoing, as they say.
1: Moderations for cowards,
0: right? (laughs) Right. And it's amazing to me how such a small town group, right? You know, a lot of people, they think Anvil PA and they're like, wait a second, where's that? Like, you know, is that near Philly? Is that near Pittsburgh? Like, where where are we talking here? (laughs) Um, It's a small town, one light kind of town. Uh, and yet you guys are having such a broader impact on a global scale, not just in your own community, but yeah. across the world in the Middle East. And you're growing uh, your own mission in the sense that you're sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, but you're yeah. also bettering people with all these other skills that you're providing them. Like you said, yeah. you do the stop the bleed and the CPR class and that sort of thing. I think you did one uh, last fall in 2021. And I think it was like $10 to attend and that included lunch. So, yeah, you know, you right. get a full day of training, which is probably like eight to 10 hours, you got your food, and it's only 10 bucks. And yeah. the impact that you have from learning those skills might save someone's life someday. So right, right. It, it's really, you know, I don't think there's any excuse not to get involved in something like that when it, it's, you know, really no cost, it's only your time, but the impact that can have on other people uh is just intangible for lack of a better way to put it and you continue to grow and expand as you move forward i think i saw you guys have tim kennedy tim kennedy geez i can't talk now <laughs> tim kennedy coming uh this upcoming fall i think correct yeah, yeah he'll be here uh they're
1: doing uh, sheepdog responses, response is doing a class here um i think it's protector one i think is what they're doing and uh that will be august 18th to the 21st uh so the but they'll be on the 18th and 19th they're using the ring room with our overhead projector or we have church where they'll be using that area uh, for their classroom setting and then on the 20th and 21st they'll be using our mat room for all their grappling uh, and combative settings and then on the 20th on the we're gonna have a pig roast out back as well that'll be free to, to the community so we're gonna do a big pig roast and uh, um, and fr- and they're like they're in the mat room until noon and then at one o'clock, we're gonna, we'll have a f- another couple of free seminars. We'll have um, a tactical combat, uh, casualty care type uh, medical training. And then we'll also do uh, a SEER training, which is basically an anti-trafficking training uh, or counter-trafficking training, as far as like how to escape restraints, um, you know, situational awareness, uh, just odds and ends, um, odds and ends for, for what, we're, what we're trying to do. Like I said, making things safer where we're at, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, that's a whole nother point of just bringing awareness to, you know, a lot of the issues we're facing in the world today are not just overseas or are not just like, oh, you know, it's only in this city or that city. Like it's everywhere,
1: literally Um, everywhere.
0: There was literally a post I was reading the other day um, in the news about the Super Bowl being a trafficking event. Um, And like a lot of us, we like to watch the Super Bowl and, you know, watch the football teams, halftime show, whatever. But we often don't think about what it's like to be there. Like, I've never been to a Super Bowl. It's expensive. It's out of of my price range.
1: Yeah, Yeah, um, me too.
0: You you know, when you stop and consider, like, you know, there's all these people there and it's chaotic. People aren't really paying attention to their surroundings. Like, anything can go wrong. Um, I'm I'm also a big fan of the Josh Bryant approach. He calls it gas station ready. I don't know if anyone's familiar with, uh, uh, what's his handle? Uh, Jailhouse Strong. Um, And his whole like training business and fitness business was built on this uh, idea of being gas station ready, as he calls it. So you're at the gas station late one night filling up your car and all of a sudden five guys come up. What do you do? And just this like whole like mental situation of, you know, when things hit the fan, what do you do? And while we like to think that, you know, that'll never happen to us, it's always going to be someone else. It's always some other place. Uh, You you know, sometimes you see those situations where things hit home and it's just a matter of time before you really need to self-reflect and think, what could I do differently right now? Um, And I know Anvil has seen that a lot locally over the past couple of years with different things that have happened there. Um, And I think everyone can relate to something in their hometown or home state where, you know, things go wrong and you were not prepared. So it should be your job to increase your uh, readiness so when things do go wrong, you can not only protect and provide for yourself, your family, but all those around you as well. You know, I feel like we have kind of like a civilian duty to try and serve those around us as best as we can. Absolutely, and preparation is the key, right? Preparation takes care of
1: fear. So if you're prepared for these crazy events, and obviously you can't prepare for everything, right? But you're prepared for what you can. You control what you can, right? And that's that's all. I think that's a great great analogy what you said for sure.
0: Yeah. So I, I also got to give you guys a lot of props for the food pantry as well because that's another common thing we see with uh, fitness and faith is going back to that whole come as you are mindset. Not everyone has you know the money to afford the nicest clothes to you know go to church and not everyone goes to the gym wearing Lululemon from head to toe or Gym Shark or Alpha Lee or any of that sort of thing. And I like that you guys are actively pursuing ways that you can kind of give back to people who need it and need that help. You know, there's a lot of people who are looking to better themselves and fight for a better life and better situation. Sometimes it's just financially hard and anything that you can do to offset that burden on someone and make them a better person, a more productive person and someone who can better those around them is incredibly powerful stuff. And, you know, when it comes to human life, you need to eat, you need to sleep, you need to breathe, and you need water. And yeah. you guys cover the eat, the breathe, and um, the water part. So you got three out of the four right there. <laughs> um, so it's just, ama- again, amazing how you took something that you started. It, it almost seems like on a whim, like you're just like, hey, we've got this group of people. Let's make something happen. Yeah. And now to see where you've grown, where you've uh, gone to. And yet you've never lost sight of that initial purpose of providing for people on a basic level and continuing to push them into identifying who they are as a person, what their calling yeah. is, and then actively pursuing more growth within that. Yeah. And yeah, Good. I was going to say the other piece to that too, is just how you've evolved, right? You started as a group for 18 to 35, 18 to 45 year old men. Now you're expanding and you're offering stuff specifically for women. You're also expanding in that you're offering stuff for kind of like couples in a sense, I believe. Yeah. So, you know, it's not just growing stronger men. We're also growing stronger women now. We're teaching women how to fight and protect themselves. And now we're also teaching couples together how to grow fit and stronger uh, with uh, the whole two becoming one and not just as individuals. And I think there's a lot of power to that, not just from... A fitness standpoint or a health standpoint, but also a faith standpoint, right? Like if you think about a relationship as like a triangle, like, you know, you put God at the top and you put the two of you at the bottom. If you both grow closer in your faith to him, you naturally grow closer to one another. Um, and I think that having someone who can guide you on that journey and kind of shepherd you along on a road that can get difficult more often than not, is super powerful and often overlooked, especially in the young adult population.
1: Yeah, I mean, if we, we always we always say, you know, a strong man and a strong woman create strong families, right? That's, that's the idea. And that's not just physically strong. We're talking spiritually strong. And so when you have strong families, they build strong communities. Strong communities should make a strong church. A strong church then should actually go into the world and, and, and be able to do some life-changing things. And so that's kind of our goal. Right. It's like you said, it's, it's a total thing. Right. And every warrior culture around the world, they've always addressed body, mind and spirit, all every single one. Right. And so to be successful in life, those three things have to be addressed and they have to be addressed together because they all equally work together to make the person a whole. Right. And so um, and there's that's that's from go we see today there's a lot of uh disruption in in the families itself right families are struggling families are falling apart divorce rates through the roof and so you have this whole disjointed uh generation now who's struggling to find out what it means to be a strong male what it means to be a strong woman what it means to be a strong family because they're the examples are getting less and less and so uh it's really super important that we always say look like come back, come back to scripture. What does God say? Who does God say you are and how, what's God's plan for life? Right. That's usually the best way. The guy that designed life, probably a good idea to figure out what he,
0: how, what his original design was. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I would say so. <laughs> and again, you bring up a great point. Uh, it, it You look at just how we're trending as a society and it's not getting any better in any aspect. And it, it's time for people to kind of look themselves in the mirror and reevaluate things not continue down the path that you've always been on and don't trust any just straight up advice that you're giving at face value right there's a lot of terrible advice out there you know um i look at like the different magazines for example they'll put on different relationship things in the magazine from people in hollywood and it's (laughs) like well well these people have been you know married and remarried four or five times right so if you want advice on what not to do that's probably a great place to go (laughs) But Absolutely. Yeah. As far as like advice on how to cultivate a successful life and marriage, I, I wouldn't trust someone who can't hold a actual marriage for more than a couple of years, um, right. or in some cases, not even a year. Um, so just kind of reframing, you know, look at the advice that you're being given and the sources of it, and just kind of make sure everything checks out like you want it to. Um, I say the same thing when I work with people from a health standpoint. A lot of people will kind of come to me with this belief that the food guide pyramid is the end all be all to health and fitness, right? right. You know, six to 11 servings of carbs a day, but only one to three servings of meat. Right. And I kind of shift their mindset of, you know, a cur- like the size of an average bagel in America is three servings of carbohydrates based right. on right. the model. So like, yeah. if we're only eating six to 11 servings of carbs per day, that's just two bagels. Like I've worked with people who crush three or four every morning for breakfast in like a sandwich (laughs) form. And and meanwhile, we neglect the protein source. Um, And, you know, they've changed and shifted and evolved over time with those health recommendations. The pyramid was just kind of something that was um, infamous for a while in the early 2000s. And a lot of people that are struggling are still following those guidelines because they've never like they saw that and they never updated it for themselves. They didn't stay up to date with the recommendations. Um, so always kind of look at where you're getting information from and just kind of consider the source. And, you know, I'll say the same thing to people about the podcast. Like if I say something and you want to see the proof behind it, like, please feel free to reach out, email, text. Everyone's got my freaking phone number anymore. It feels like, um, so just (laughs) let me know, like, I'll send you the articles. I'll talk with you on the phone, whatever it is uh because we we live in a society where we're constantly plagued by information that it's like an information overload for lack of a better way to put it and we lose sight of kind of going back to what we talked about earlier we lose sight of our purpose we lose sight of who we are in all this other noise online and on social media and so on and so on and when we get so involved in all of that and we lose sight of where we're going our whole life kind of crumbles around us. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, Sorry, that was my little tangent TED talk there for today. Oh, that's great. <laughs> we'll stop great. right there. Um, but do you have any kind of closing thoughts or closing remarks or anything else that you want people to know about Five Stones, Shane? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you're looking for a place to work out and just get get involved, get connected,
1: you know, come check us out. We're located at uh, 25 East Main Street Rear in Anvil uh, Pennsylvania, right by Lebanon Valley college, walking distance of stones throw from there. Um, and you can check us out online at www.fivestonesfightclub.org. That's the number five. Uh, we're also on Facebook. So you, you can, uh, check all that stuff out. Uh, you know, we, we'd love to have whoever wants to come in, come through the doors, man. We'd, and same thing like you say, you know, conversation challenges, on things we'll tell you where we stand, why we believe what we believe. And, and uh, I think that's, that's the best part of, of this whole, uh, United States, right? We get to have uh, some open dialogue and discuss and and uh, and go from there. So yeah, I mean, uh, we'd love to ha- have whoever is willing to come through the doors. So
0: yeah, for sure. And you guys have so many different membership options. Like you know, I know college students like to find a place to work out that's like affordable to them, and you can't yeah. really beat your pricing, uh, especially when it includes everything. Like if you want to attend your thirty dollars a
1: month gets you everything.
0: Yeah. And that's I guess two classes, everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I definitely think there's a lot of value in being a college student and learning those basic things on how to protect yourself as, as we've discussed in the past. Um, I'm curious too, do you guys have a way for people to get involved and support what you're doing if they're not local to the Anvil, Pennsylvania area? Like, is there anything that people can do to support your missions uh, online or from abroad?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if you go on our website, there's always the do- donation link. You'll see one of those uh, on the website. Um, if you'd like to do that, some people do angel memberships. They'll they'll get a membership and be like, "Hey, use this for someone who can't afford it." Um, so we we also have um, we're working on a. a it's a it's a men's group. I don't want to give too much of it away, but it's uh, we're working it to be a live stream and and one that you can download. That uh, there's a local church doing here in our in our building, and they're going to incorporate some of our our guys and some of our teachings and stuff. So um, and that should be international. So, um, so yeah, so that's coming. So just keep watching the website, and you know, but like I said, follow us on Facebook, and you can get any all types of volunteer opportunities as well. Like we're going down to the Ignite Men's Conference in Lynchburg, Virginia, at Liberty uh, University, and uh, we'll be down there doing some work there. Um, there's all kinds of ways, like like just little ends that we have going on, food distributions and things like that. Kensington uh, doing some food distributions down there in uh, in some of the heaviest uh, drug areas. So. I mean, yeah, I would say reach out by a text. Um, my my number on my, my cell number. It's on the uh, the website. You can call there. Um, there's the uh, the messenger uh, link. Click on there. Send us a message. Ask your ask us questions, and I'll get back to you as soon as I possibly can. So.
0: Yep, and you're a busy guy because you got that <laughs> phone number everywhere as well. So I'm sure you get <laughs> a lot of calls and texts and that sort of thing. So yeah, really I love it. it's great. Yeah, for sure. Never a dull moment. Really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk about Five Stones and everything that you guys have been doing, Shane. It's been a pleasure having you. Great. Thanks for having me, brother. Good seeing it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bron Body Health and Fitness Podcast. If you like this episode, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and share this episode with a friend who you think would enjoy hearing it. Additionally, if you want to help support this podcast and keep future episodes going, please check out our links below where you can support us directly or through engaging in any of our affiliate marketing links. Last, please make sure you check us out on social media at BraunBody and leave a five-star review, especially if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify.